Join Andy, Dean, John, Clean Mike Green, and the baddest man alive, Aaron Williams, on their journey home from unsanctioned pros, all killer, no filler, in Columbus, Ohio. Welcome to the Road Home from Wrestling. Here in my car, I go safest of all. I can lock on my doors. It's the only way to live in cars. from another week at Unsanctioned Pro. My name's Andy, coming to you live to tape from the road home from wrestling, World Mobile Headquarters of the world. And I got Dean in the front seat. What the fuck? What's up, everybody? Dean, how you doing? Leg room, shoulder room. So much of a nicer ride. Jeez. Yeah, the, the World Mobile Headquarters is packed tight tonight. We don't just got Dean. We got y'all in the front seat. What up, y'all? You guys, I was followed by a star of... Uh, they are crazy rich Asians today, and I can't wait to slide to her DMs and make her my wife. All right. But we also have a debut on the podcast. You've heard about him. You know him from Twitter. Clean Mike Green. What's up, Mike Green? Hey, what's up, everybody? Finally got a chance to roll along with these heels on wheels, cheering for some baby places, baby faces going places. Wow. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Heels and baby faces at the same time. Well, I think, like, like Dean, you're obviously... He, he wrote those both face. down and didn't know which one to go with. Well, <laughs> Dean has the mind of a booker, we already know. So, I mean, he's, you know... But that's not the only person we got. We also have the baddest man alive making his triumphal return and debut in Unsanctioned Pro. What's up, Aaron Williams? So, how you doing, man? I'm good. I don't have anything. Calm down. I don't have anything creative to say. I've already been like out, out wrapped back here. I, feel like I know. Mike Green makes us all look like I know. shit. You know. I thought that you know. I'm waiting a long time to say that. Well, Mike right? Green, I appreciate it. But just so you know, podcasting, much like wrestling, it's about making others look good. So you know, way, yeah, to, get, way to get your shit in, man. Yeah, man. You know. Now who am I going to get to put me over? <laughs> I'm five minutes out of Go through the tables oh, and match You already one. got heat, man. Already got heat. <laughs> Finally, people know me. <laughs> All right. Well, Dean, this was your first time in Unsanctioned Pro. Let's get some opening thoughts. You've heard about it. Did it live up? What'd you think? I had a lot of fun. It's one of the first times like I've really enjoyed a show. The first time I went there, because there were a lot of faces that I didn't know, a lot of background story that I didn't know, but it was still... A really entertaining night. Because you're a big fan of the stories and yeah, stuff like I, I that. I got the mind of a booker. Like That's it. So you were picking this thing apart, yeah. and you're like, okay, I know this guy, I know that guy, but I don't know this one, but I know yeah. his motivations, right? Yeah. And, John, this is your, like, 15th time at Unsanctioned Pro. What would you think about this one? I think they've only had six shows, and I think I've been at four of them. Eh. And so it was good to see a lot of the guys that I've seen a little bit more often only here. And uh, just keep building on those relationships. I got to share another beer with Bradley Prescott. The fourth? Yeah. The f- well, yeah. You don't want to get him confused with his dad. So no, this is third. Very yeah, important. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Awesome. Now, when you say that you shared a beer with him, did you drink each drink your own beer together, <laughs> or was it like a beer with two straws in it? So what we did is, you, have you ever shotgunned a beer? Really? So we I've shotgunned a bottle of beer. <laughs> okay. So we poked holes in 
two sides of the, the can and bottle? we oh, okay. we shotgunned a <laughs> you open can it together yeah wow that's crazy with eye contact that's very intimate <laughs> definitely <laughs> eye contact they like each other, guys. You know, I mean, it's, it's all good. Now, Mike Green, this was your first time in Unsanctioned Pro. You've heard the hype. Did it live up? And also, what was kind of your just overall thoughts as a fan? You know, you don't usually, you're not usually rolling like a, a mark like we are. So, what do you think? Well, it was. Uh, it definitely lived up to the hype. Um, I've li- listened to the previous uh, podcast on the show on Unsanctioned, and I mean, it was up there um, and being able to be on the sideline and not kind of running around getting yelled at to do stuff was uh, was kind of refreshing. And, um, I mean, I, I haven't been that excited in a wrestling show in a long time. Wow. Well, Aaron Williams, it was also your debut at Unsanctioned Pro. I mean, you had a good time, didn't you? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Why? Because, um, well, it's nice to be incredibly appreciated for the work you do. And that crowd definitely makes you feel that way. Uh, there was a ton of talent on the show. I wrestled a guy who's got a contract. Happens all the time, actually. But it was it was kind of cool tonight because he just got his contract, so that's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, it was, it was a great time. Awesome. Well, we'll get into all those specifics later on. And I want you guys that are coming for the first time, you know, just for think about it. At the end, I'm going to ask you what your favorite part was. So uh, think about that while we're talking about everything. Now, Dean, you're all about the notes. You're all about the jokes. So we're going to have to get into this. You're going to lead the way and tell us what happened first. We had a pre-show match that put Josh Cutshaw mm-hmm. going up against Mo Atlas the Hoodfoot. That's right. Now, the pre-show match was also the pre-show main event, so that's good to know. Got to make sure we, we let everybody know about that. And, uh, John, can you describe this tall gentleman with a cage over his head for everybody? So, he came out with a cage, kind of like a bird cage, uh, around his neck with some like chains it? hanging down. He had a straight jacket on mm-hmm. that was kind of tore up, so it wasn't this super effective, in all honesty. Uh, as he got in the ring, he took the cage off and started like arguing with the cage to the point where he like punted it out of the ring yeah. at the crowd. Aaron, you got some thoughts on this? Oh uh, yeah. Have you, has anybody ever seen Thirteen Ghosts? Yeah, I have yeah, seen that. The remake. So you recall? You recall the, the Jekyll? Yeah. That's that's pretty much the Jekyll. No shit. Now, Dean, you got a history with this guy, huh? I do have a history with this guy. Guys in the same psych ward? No. Uh, <laughs> Something different. What happened? So, uh, three years ago, I was on my way home from vacation in South Carolina, and I, we stopped at a gas station, and I had my David Starr shirt on, and as I walked in the door, I noticed one guy say his friend, like, has got a David Starr shirt on, and I was like, and I noticed it, so he's like, oh, I like the shirt, and he goes, oh, you guys are uh, big fans of wrestling, and uh, he was like, uh, no, we are wrestlers, we're headed to a show. And it was this guy and Tracer X. Yeah, pretty cool. And I'm surprised he didn't recognize me first because I gave them podcast cards and said, you guys got to give us a listen. Uh, you know, uh, the Ducks were the only guys that I knew who actually were kind of from the Ducks and the Gymnastics were the guys that I knew from over in that area. So it's like, oh, yeah, you know these guys? Yeah, they come and wrestle at Rockstar Pro. You guys should try and make it up there sometime. I do a podcast with my friend, and I gave him a card. So, I mean, he definitely listens. Yeah, totally. So he just was starstruck, I think. Yeah. And he's a little crazy, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, but, uh, He yeah. doesn't even know if that really happened or not until I mentioned it. Yeah, it was real. Now, Mike Green, can you describe the hood foot for us? Well, um, I guess the best way to describe him is we had the, the leopard, was it leopard? 
cat fur like shirt. shirt. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the white beard, jeans, had the red Timberlands on. I mean, so. That's so funny. He's obviously styling. Oh, was he profiling? I mean, I don't know about that. <laughs> we forgot to mention that Bradley Prescott the fourth and Levi Everett came. Oh out yes, thank you. To the thank ring, you. And Levi shook every mother effing person's hand. Of course, he was churning butter the whole time too. He was. It's. I think it's awesome that he multitasks. Like he has to spend time away from the farm to go to these wrestling shows, right? And uh, you're actually going to hear from Levi Everett later in the show, by the way, um, which is going to be great. But point is, is that while he's gone, he's still getting work done because he brings that ch- that butter churner with him. So that way, you know, he's still getting stuff done. He doesn't get behind. It's pretty awesome. Dedicated young. He should have a Rumspringer match that he just gets to do, like, every once in a while. <laughs> that was amazing. I love that. Well, Dean, tell us about the match. Uh, you got any notes about it or anything? Uh, when uh, Josh Cutshaw would get, like, punched, he would start, like, twitching, and then it was like he was shuffling through his personalities in his head, and then he would just stop and be like, oh, what? What are we doing? And then they decided to throw dice to make some money, yeah. And he threw the dice at uh, Hoodfoot's side of his face and then booted him in the face. Yeah, it was kind of some goofy shit going on in this match a little bit. We had a tease of the people's elbow as well um, in this match, which, you know, okay. But and we had Ric Flair struck. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I thought so this, he was styling and profiling. There we go. Thing. He was. Well, he was trying to. It was, yeah. There was an attempt was made. So, uh, you know, but, it, I mean, it was okay for an opening match. You know, Hoodfoot is a member of the Lost Boys. We know him from the Indiana area, so I've seen him around, uh, I think, at PPW or PWF back in the day. So he's been around. And, and this other guy is Dean's best friend. So, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's got some merit, this match does, you know. But, uh, Dean, do you have the finish of the match? The finish of the match is Hoodfoot 1 with a sit-out pump handle slam. Nice. That's exactly what I called it, too. Hell yeah, man. Dean knows his fucking moves. That was a great move and a cool finish, and that was actually my favorite part of the match was the finish. You know? So, they did it. Because it was a cool finish, not because it was the end. That's true. That's true. We're cool. It was. I digged it. Uh, but uh, anyway, all right, Dean. So that got us to the main show, right? And uh, what was the first match of the main show? The first match was one of the tag matches uh, for the tag team tournament with Awesome Odyssey, mm-hmm. Chris and Jack. One of their last names. Uh, so we had Chris Copeland and Jack Andrews. And just real quick, well, we'll ask John to run down what the tournament is for and all that <laughs> stuff. But uh, you're going to tell me to say his name. No, 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 no. But who else was in it, Dean? The production. Yeah, and it was uh, the real Dan Housen and Eddie Only. I don't only. like when you make him the real Dan Housen. Oh, what do you mean? There's another Dan Housen that's a very good friend of mine. You mean very real. Dan Housen, yeah. right? Okay, all right. Yeah, if you go back in the archives of your our show, you'll find that, you know, there's this guy that kind of pops up every once in a while. He's Dean's buddy. His name's Dan Housen, and uh, he's a southern gentleman who likes long sleeve shirts. And it's kind of weird, but he's a great dude, and he really likes to notice things and tell us about them. Maybe one day we'll hear from him again. Uh, but uh, he's, John- been, he's been thinking about writing a song that just may have came to him called "I'm Dan Housen, the Real Dan Housen." <laughs> 
all you other band houses are just dating. I would kind of like to see a super polite Levi Everett meet with a super polite Dan House. Wow, man, that might be the most polite area to, in the planet. You know, like the politeness level would be off the scale. But uh, we played all his voicemails on the podcast. We did, we did. That's right. Those are pretty funny. Yeah, I got to go back in the show and watch listen to some of that. But uh, John, tell us what is this tournament? Tell me about this. So, Unsanctioned Pro has had a healthy tag team division from day one. Um, and so it's time to introduce tag team titles. And so basically this entire show uh, kind of revolved around a the first round of the tag team tournament. So you had like singles tag team matches, you had like four person or four team tag team matches, triple threat tag team matches, all of them essentially to break down to get to uh, further along in the tournament and crown the next or first. Unsanctioned Pro Tag Team Champions. So I think something that's pretty cool about this is instead of just having straight-up tag matches with every once in a while one has a stipulation or something, what they did is they had various different kinds of tag matches, which we'll go through them all, obviously, tonight. So what this one was is just a straight-up tag match, right? Yep. So this is the first one, and, uh, man, it was good. Now, um, uh, you know, Dean, tell me about Dan Housen, the real Dan Housen, and how he has changed. Like uh, now, now he's kind of like a vampire, or uh-huh. he's got a bunch of like he's got his face kind of painted like a skeleton almost. I don't know. It's the first time I've seen him in a long time. Aaron, how would you rate the face paint? You're a connoisseur of I face would paint. Say his face paint is on point. Yeah, it's pretty good, right? Yeah, he's saying man, he's four out of ten. Easy. Four out of ten. Oh my Come on, guys. guys! Anybody can get a four, four out of ten. Four wow. guys. Well, what's your face paint rated? Then? Yeah, like one. Okay. One. Yeah. Oh my god. That sounds accurate. Honestly. Okay. No. It's legit. It's probably like easy. easy How many head me. kicks would you give his face paint? There we I go. Really <laughs> there it is. I would give from one to five. I would give Dan House's face paint an easy three and three quarter head kicks. Oh my god. Okay. He's like Meltzer back there. Jeez. Yeah. I bet you if he painted his face in Japan, you'd like it a little oh, more. Oh yeah. I'd be six. You know. <laughs> Six head kicks. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Well, Dean, tell us a little bit about the match. At the beginning of it, uh, Jack was on the apron, and Chris was in the ring, and Dan Housen was on the apron, and right when they rang the bell, he Pearl Harbor Jack to (gasps) knock him off the end of the ring. Oh, my gosh. It's almost like it could have been a Canadian Pearl Harbor. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite. I think he went over the rope, but it was close. Yeah, if you go through the ropes, that's Canadian. Now... One thing we forget, failed to mention, though, is that, um, you know, without Myron Reed as their tag partner, the Awesome Odyssey has never won a match at, uh, at Unsanctioned Pro, yet they're super over. Aaron, were you surprised by the crowd reaction? Yeah, I was. Pretty awesome, right? Yeah. Yeah, this was my, because this was the first, the first match that I knew of that had people from, from Unsanctioned in it. Because mm-hmm. as far as I know, the first match they were tryout guys, so correct. The crowd really know them. So to see uh, to see how that crowd like just man just loved up on them was nuts. Yeah. Now, uh, Mike Green, uh, what'd you think about this crowd response to Awesome Odyssey? You've seen them around as well, and uh, I mean, tell me a little bit about. I, this is probably the moment that it sunk in that, holy shit, this crowd's insane, right? Uh, I, yeah, that's uh, it's the best way to put it. Um, we, I've seen Awesome Odyssey um, a couple times before at the Northern Wrestling Federation. Um, first time I'd seen them, they wrestled the Eds in a pre-show match last year before FanFest. And 
I mean, their tandem moves are fantastic. Uh, seeing these guys as a tag team, I mean, they're they're very solid tag team. But hearing the reaction to these guys, it was I mean, it was next level. And and that just kind of shows you a little bit about the crowd and unsanctioned prayer. These guys have never won, and that's the reaction that they get just because everyone loves them. So winning doesn't necessarily mean that you're over at unsanctioned pro like wrestlers get over because they're over you know so it's pretty cool but uh anyway all right Dean, tell me a little bit about the match i do uh, i just do want to put in uh just real quick just to say that eddie only i haven't seen wrestle in a long time i think i saw him in iwa when he was basically still training he is a mean son of a bitch yeah my god I'm glad you just told me his name because I wasn't sure what it was. You knew it. What do you mean? I know I've seen him before, but I just couldn't remember his name. I just wrote down that they were in the production. They he sure used to were. Be met with Magnum before he went to WCW. That's right. That's right. And uh, <laughs> so, tell me more about the match, Steve. So uh, after beating down, after knocking Jack off the apron, Chris was kind of worked over by both guys. And at one point, Dan Housen. Uh, and the other guy, whose name I already Eddie only. Eddie, Eddie only went for a uh, double suplex. And at this point, Jack came back in, stopped that. They each teamed up with the guy, and then they hit a bunch of moves. They each hit suplexes, uh, and then they were Irish whipping each other into both opponents and doing foot moves off each other. And eventually, there started to be some dives to the outside. Pretty good stuff, I right? I dives to the outside. <laughs> oh, it's your favorite thing favorite I know, thing in the world. You love it when guys do like 20 in a row. That's your favorite yeah. thing. So, uh, unfortunately, they didn't Once do your favorite thing. Once we get close to 30, I get a little like, okay, leave some dives for the rest of them. Now, John, tell me a little bit about how close we were to the ring this time and how it was a little different than last time. So, immediately, as soon as we walked in, I noticed that seats were about three and a half feet from the ring. So they were quite close. Uh, what I did notice that they had the seating chart a little different. There were some uh, chairs right next to the, uh, you know, tarps. Yeah. So there's a little more space for us. So it wasn't like me and Jamie Coy just sharing our love rolls next to each other. <laughs> like I was able to like kind of you know spread my legs a little bit more and get comfortable. Now, Mike Green, I'm going to give you an opportunity a little later to put, put Jamie Coy over, but we'll wait. We'll make him wait, you know, so because uh, I know you got to sit closest to him than all of us. And, Jamie Coy you know, it's, it's spectacular. So, all right, Dean, tell us about the match. Uh, after the dives to the outside when they were getting back in the ring, uh, I believe it was uh, Jake got hung up on the rope. Uh, Dan Housing grabbed the Jack. <laughs> I kind of grabbed him like from behind and like did a neck breaker on the top rope then Eddie only hit a clothesline and then they started to beat him down that's right what else happened uh, towards the end of the match the awesome odyssey looked like they were closing in on the win uh, Dan Housen kind of pulled the ref in and was telling like check check I think I hurt my jaw check my teeth and Eddie only hit a double low blow. We had a bunch of spots that looked like the production was going to win. Dan Housen had a jar of teeth that he took a handful and put in uh, Chris's mouth and then super kicked him. And it looked like they were going in for uh, the victory. They went for a power bomb, and he exited out the back of the power bomb, rolled down his back, the back of his uh, calves caught under Eddie Only's arms. Power bomb, pin, they get the victory. Pretty cool. Crowd exploded. Mike Green, what you think? I, well, what's happened to Awesome Odyssey 1 is uh, 
all of their tandem moves were just kind of a span point over that. They were pretty, they were pretty fantastic. Um, and as, as soon as the ref hit three, I mean, the roof came off of that place. My God. It's <laughs> awesome. That's great. Well, uh, yeah, that was the first match of the tournament, and that moved us on to our next match. What was that, Dean? It was a talking segment. Oh, shit, yeah. What happened? Uh, Everett Cross came out to discuss that he had been told by management that he could pick anybody in the back that he wanted and give them a title shot, and he had picked Devin Moore. Yeah, so um, he is, Everett Cross, the god of drivers, is this guy that... When everyone first went to Unsanctioned Pro, no one had any idea who he was. Through great booking and great wrestling, he's super over as a babyface champion there now. Although, there's only like one group of heels there. Like, everyone else is pretty much a face just because the way that the crowd is. But um, So he challenged uh, Devin Moore to, the t- to a championship match, right? Yes. But that's, He offered him a... He offered yeah. him a championship match, but uh, we had some... Guys that are young, dumb, and full of cum, come on out and interrupt us, right? Yeah. One of them being Jordan Oliver, who apparently is somewhere in the top 500 in PWI. Yeah. I mean, 500, he's probably like 498. Yeah, what a piece of crap. Now, Mike Green, you said that he looks like a famous actress, is that right? I did, and not actor, actress. That's what I said, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just want to make sure it was was clear. Uh Um, You ever seen Dexter? Yes. He reminded me of Dexter's sister. Oh my gosh! You just blew my mind a little bit. And she's I'm beautiful. Okay, yeah, she's she's very pretty. But, but I can definitely see. I see it now. <laughs> she's been in other movies. Man. She was in White it's, Chicks. Yeah. Yeah. She was also in Quarantine. Quarantine. Yeah. So uh, you know, he was I mean, doing a great job making me hate him. I was like, well, what can I say to piss him off? It's like, oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's Dexter's sister. Yeah. Now these young, dumb, and full of calm guys are a bunch of jerks. And, uh, you know, they are proud of being young, dumb, and broke. And they're all dirty and shit. And it's just like, why do you guys, why can't you guys just go to school? And when are you going to fucking grow up? That's what I want to know. When are you going to discover a razor and shave your little crustache off? Yeah. I mean, if they they ever wanted to be baby faces, they could be like, we're young, dumb, and broke, but we're doing what we love. (laughs) (laughs) We're just happy to be here. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) At least I'm wrestling. (laughs) It's awesome. Yeah. I've been all over the Midwest. So what do these guys have to say, Dean? Uh, well, basically, he thought that he should, you know, have a real challenge for the champion so that rather than Devin Moore getting a title shot, he could have a title match. Jordan Oliver wanted to be in the title match. All right. So we get ourselves a triple threat for the main event, which is going to be Devin Moore versus Jordan Oliver versus Evercross for the Unsanctioned Pro Heavyweight Championship. So that was setting that up. And uh, that led right into our next match, Chris. It did. They, uh, the, the rest of Young, Dumb, and Broke stayed out at the ring. Mm-hmm. They were joined by the Lost Boys. That's right. Then Falco and Kenneth. Mm-hmm. And then Space Monkey and Shane, Spa- uh, Shane Saber. Yeah, so in the Lost Boys, uh, of course... Well, John, why don't you tell me about the Lost Boys entrance? I, th- I think you probably <laughs> know more about it than anybody, so tell us a little bit about it. So there's five of them. There is uh, the Hood Foot. There's Bradley, there's Levi Everett, Bradley. and then the two that are in the match are Adam Slade, the Winter Soldier. I, I know I the was, deal. I was Ball dudes for life. He was like the whole effing deal. Adam, the whole effing deal. Slade, or and then there was Chase Holiday, mm-hmm. uh, which he came out in like this like fur coat, 
It looked like Corella DeVille's jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah it looked like Corella DeVille. The two-tone shirt. Sure. Yeah. He hates Dalmatians. Um, but, uh, and according to my sources, um, I kind of ran into them out in the parking lot earlier. Oh, you did? Okay. Your sources had to tell you that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm the sources. I just, you know, I didn't want people to know that I was the source. But, like, mm-hmm. I, I ran into him in the parking lot earlier before the show. And I saw him trying to climb a fence because he was trying to put himself over. And that's just ridiculous. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> well, also, Levi Everett was with them, and later on in this show, we are going to have an interview with all of the Lost Boys, and it might be the worst interview of all time. <laughs> so, you know, get ready for that. That's well, going to be a blast. And they, not, they don't have much direction. Um, but they did have direction, yes. uh, because... So, Adam Slade took the mic, or was it Chase Holiday? One of the two. Chase Holiday, Holiday, yes. They took the mic and cut this, like, really long, extravagant five-minute promo. Um, and then they put Levi in the center, and they all started churning the butter together. That's right. That's, right. That's so spectacular. A circle churn? Yeah. Oh! <laughs> a circle churn, indeed. Wow. All right. Well, Dean, you want to tell us a little bit about this match? I mean, obviously. I'm going home now, guys. <laughs> I got nothing else. What, Jordan Falco and Terrell Kenneth were in this match as well. And Terrell Kenneth is a giant, angry man. And uh, Jordan Falco is just kind of like a normal-looking dude that does amazing things. Last time in Unsanctioned Pro, he jumped off a fucking 20-foot ladder on a bunch of dudes. Shit's crazy. What happened yes. in this match? The first note I have to follow up from your crazy good wrestling is banana and ass. Yeah. Who wants to talk about that? I'll talk about All it. All right, John. <laughs> so, uh, Space Monkey, uh, his whole gimmick is that he is a monkey. And some people even. bring bananas and they throw them into the ring to him. And so, the Young Dumb and Broke guys were just very confused as to why there were bananas and Space Monkey was eating them. And then while Space Monkey's partner was putting bananas in precarious positions and Space Monkey was diving into the crotch areas of said tag team partners to get bananas. But at one point, uh, one of the young, dumb, and broke guys, I think it was the crustache guy, uh, he... The crustache guy. He grabbed a banana and shoved it up Jordan Falco's butt. And he was literally running around with it in his cheeks for a moment, like minutes. Wow. That's just awful. And then you know? uh, it got pulled out and thrown out of the ring. And then someone else grabbed the banana and threw it at one of their opponents. Yeah. And they were disgusted. The young, dumb, and broke guys were confused because they can't afford bananas. They only eat ramen noodles. So and yeah. he, and if you look at them, they don't eat much of that because they're all skinny, skin and bones, you know. Um, now, there was a part during this match where um, Bradley Prescott decided to sit on my lap. And then one of the young, uh, one of the other Lost Boys sat on his lap. And then after a few seconds, the entire group of the Lost Boys was sitting on my lap. And I felt that chair kind of starting to give way a little bit. But luckily, you can say the chair cried. Yeah, I was upset. And uh, but you know what? I wasn't. I was happy. So. Those chairs are built to hold wrestling fans. I'm pretty That's sure true. it was okay. Fair enough. When you know what I was yelling the whole time? I'm a lost boy. I'm a lost boy. So I think I thought you were a shovel boy. Uh, no. Tonight I was a lost boy. Tomorrow I'm a shovel boy. You know, 
I'm a man, though, really, so it doesn't make any sense. But, uh, but yeah, all right, details about that. I'm sorry. There, there was a uh, <laughs> they did a multi-man Russian legs. Yeah. Where Shane Saber was in the middle, and two guys were on each side of him, and then two other guys kind of got on the other side. So it was five guys long, and they're and they're blocking in and trying not to let it happen. And Space Monkey jumps over Saint Shaver, and he's like, "No, Monkey, Monkey, no!" And he's like, he's, and he dives on all of them, and then that is why they all fell over at the same time and did the Russian leg sweep. Mike Green, your first experience seeing Space Monkey, right? It is. What you think? Um, Space Monkey is one of my favorite things in the world now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was a big fan of monkeys when I was a kid in the first place. <laughs> Who doesn't love space? And now, you know, being a wrestling fan, there's a monkey from space. How do you how do you not love that? I mean, it's pretty awesome, right? You know? I'm kind of not going to trust anybody who says otherwise. <laughs> We've been at shows where he gets, like, a really big grand entrance, and, like, there's smoke at the entranceway, and he comes walking out, like, in a full space suit, and, like, takes off his helmet, and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Catch bananas in his helmet. Yes, yes. It's beautiful. Uh, it's it's spectacular, but you know, it's gimmicks just a little different with Shane Saber because he's kind of drunk. He's like a drunk monkey, you know, because they're pirates and they're like getting the booty and get a little uh, banana shaped flask. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right, Dean, get us through this. We had a, uh, a spear to the outside uh, that I think uh, uh, Kenneth did, uh-huh. and then there was a suplex where one guy was suplexed from the top rope to the outside on top of everybody. This is when everybody was still in the match, and then we started getting eliminations. Okay. What was the first elimination? Ross Boys went out first. Oh, how'd that happen? Adam uh, Slade was powerbombed by Kenneth. He got a, it was a, a big powerbomb. Oh, power yeah. Bombed. Well, him and Terrell Kenneth, they have a little bit of history, you know. So, um, at Unsanctioned Pro, they've kind of had odd, been in odds since uh, they both showed up there. So, you know, it was, it was only a matter of time before... Terrell Kennett got mad enough to just, like, grab a bald dude and slam his ass, you know? Yeah. That's what's going to happen sometimes. And, right? and then Adam Slade was a bit of a sore loser. Yeah. Smacks him in the face. He goes after the entire Lost Boy group. He leaves his partner uh, in the ring. And then uh, the young, dumb, uh, and broke guys are able to get a victory. It be like that sometimes. Yeah. That's what I hear. But after that, uh, Space Monkey and Sabre got the win. And this all, they got the win as Space Monkey was fighting through a compound fracture in his tail. That's right. I don't know if you guys saw this, but, um, you know, Space Monkey had kind of taken a, you know, bump wrong or something and his tail broke and the bone was sticking out and blood went everywhere and he fought through it to use the tail to win the match. And it was one of the biggest, he is a very brave monkey. Let's just say that. He is a very, very brave monkey. Yeah. You, th- you almost threw up? Yeah. Really? Well, okay. I mean, you see a bone stick through a tail like that, it's it's worrisome. That's true. It'll yeah. get to you. I just, my heart hurt for him, you know, because Space Monkey lives in my heart. He may live in space in, like, the real world, but, like, you know, in my world, he lives in my heart, so my heart just hurt real bad. Yeah. I hope it's not serious, but, uh, anyway. All right, what was the, <laughs> what was the next match? <laughs> the next match was a fatal four-way. They put John's favorite wrestler, Apollo Star. Love it. My favorite wrestler, one of my favorite wrestlers, Atticus Kruger. That's right. Zach Thomas and Trip Cassidy. That's right. 
Your, that's your um, uh, your uh, imaginary friend, right, Aaron? Yeah, barely. Although, <laughs> uh, no, because my, I already told you, my imaginary friend is a girl. That's right. Forgot about that. That's right. Oh, well, Who's uh, his imaginary friend? Uh, all of us? All of us? Yeah. Yes, I don't know. He's got a lot of them. You know, just not not just one. But, uh, yeah, so uh, Zach Thomas was kind of a guy. He looked like, his gear looked like it was like Taz's gear. And yes, Jamie Jamie Coy was incensed. He uh, lost his mind. And, uh, you know, he, he actually contained himself very well because I thought he was going to attack that guy. Uh, you know, because, uh, I mean, honestly. I'm pretty sure he balled a fist up. Yeah, he was pretty angry about that. Um, you know, I remember a couple days ago on Twitter, you know, that saw that that booking was happening. Jamie Coy's like, oh, isn't that guy that comes out to, uh, you know, to Taz's music? I'm pretty sure I'm going to boo him, you know, which is awesome. But uh, that was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, tell me a little bit about that. I didn't take any notes on this, man. No? Okay. No. Well. We can make this a straight to the finish match. I mean, we can do that. Yeah. What was the yeah, uh, Ad- Atticus did get the win. <laughs> Uh, it looked like, and I thought it was, uh, another elimination match, so I was really surprised that guys were, like, like, Trip Cassidy just barely missed breaking up the pin, and I thought, what, like, what's he doing? It's an elimination. It just gives him a better chance. Like, I didn't realize, and then it wasn't an elimination And some went goofy with the finish of this match, and, and it, it had a real rough start. Once they kind of got into it, it worked really well. It just, I don't know, man. It's almost like everybody just wasn't on the same page, and you know. But Atticus Kogar or Cougar, I'm not sure how you say his last name. He is a Cougar. Okay, he looked great, and I think that's kind of what the point of the match was in a lot of ways was to make him look good. But I just feel like Trip was supposed to win that match, and somehow it didn't happen that way. But uh, you know, hey man, life's a shoot. What are you gonna do? You know. So uh, that that happened, and uh, that led to the next match. That's a good book title, is it? Life's a shoot. What are you going to do? The, the, the <laughs> Dean, you're just the on the back, story. like, shrugging. <laughs> <laughs> just shaking my head. Yeah. That'd be good. Okay. Get a good picture of you shaking your head. <laughs> I guess Trip Cassidy should have imagined the win better. Aww. Yeah. He did some cool shit in the match, though, man. He's a, he did a, he had a missile drop kick off the top rope that was just in fucking insane. So. I'm glad we didn't have to see the spot that he does with his slobbery mouthpiece. It's gross, right? And I don't even understand it either. I don't. He like takes his mouthpiece out and makes the other guy put it in his mouth, and I, I don't, I don't understand. Got to get in his head. It's weird. What was the next match? Next match was a tag team match with uh, Trey Lamar and PB Smooth. Mm-hmm. Going up against Myron Reed and Matt Cross. Now, John, can you break down how this match came to be and the story behind this and all that? So, for the past three or four Unsanctioned Pro shows, Myron Reed and Trey Lamar have been kind of uh, going back and forth in different matches. They've had singles matches, they've been involved in scramble matches, and they've also been involved in tag matches. And I believe it was at last show there was a tag match where they were teaming together, and at the end of it, they got into... Oh, no, it was a scramble, and at the end of it, they got into a little scuffle, and uh, just kind of started belittling each other, and then PB Smooth decided that he was going to come out and help Trey Lamar uh, beat up Trey Miguel. What? 
Did I get names wrong? Yeah, there was <laughs> Trey Miguel's not involved in this in any way, shape, or form. The point is, Myron and Trey. No, not, yeah, okay, yeah, there's too many T names. So Myron and Trey uh, Lamar just got they got beef, and so they yes. went and got tag partners to join this to take their beef into the tag team tournament. And so, like you said, PB Smooth. And uh, Trey Lamar, they tag it up at AIW. They're called 40 Acres, actually, as their tag team name, which is fucking awesome. And, uh, you know, Myron Reed was looking for somebody. He's hung out in Ohio quite a bit. He made a good friend in Matt Cross, so Matt Cross joined him, and here we are in this match. Uh, Dean, how happy were you to see Matt Cross? We've only seen him, like, one other time, I think, in the years. I like Matt Cross. He's pretty great, right? I know you like him, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, But uh, tell us about the match. Uh, Myron was kind of taking the, the brunt of the beating in the early parts of the match. He was kind of distracted with, I guess, what the beef that he has going on with Trey. And PB Smooth was just like the big brother that was stopping Trey from getting hurt. Okay. Yeah. Uh, PB Smooth is a gigantic man. Yes. Uh, once he got a tag into Matt Cross, who kind of came in, cleaned house, took everybody out, uh... My notes are a little sporadic on this match. <laughs> well, uh, Mike, you want to tell us a little bit about what you thought? If there is, I mean, if anybody has any spots they remember, you can always you know chime in with that stuff. Um, it's the uh, night's kind of a blur to me a little bit, I but thought, uh, uh, yeah, it's early in the match. Uh, I think uh, PB was in there with Myron. And Myron ran out of the corner. PB put him in the corner, like uh, backdrop to the apron. He tried to spring back over. PB just caught it. It just frisbeed him out of the corner. That was great. I was like, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good one right there, there, PB. And he got some good distance with him, too. <laughs> not not quite as far as uh, Shane Mercer is throwing people. No, no. They should have a match where they just each pick, on a, pick an opponent, but it's not an opponent. They just keep throwing them. Like, <laughs> they got like a tape measure laid out on the floor. I like it. Uh, I know we did get the Myron Reed insane dive over the corner spot, which is tremendous. Um, we couldn't really see what was going on over there other than him flying into the crowd and just being like, I hope he's okay. He he ran over, like he got up and kind of ran over to the other corner uh, to like hype Matt Cross up for whatever he was about to do, and I missed it and go over there, so I thought he was still over there on the ground, and I was worried because he usually does <laughs> like spring back up. Like, yeah. Where is he? Is he you know, he's not getting up, but he was up the whole time. <laughs> That was pretty cool. We did get the shoulder springboard from Matt Cross, where oh, yeah. he, the rope, the top rope, just bounces off like his shoulder blades, and he springs back for a cutter. Pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, Mike Green, uh, you have you seen any of these guys live before? I've not. Um, this is my first time seeing all four of these gentlemen in person. And uh, PB Smooth is a very large man. Uh, Myron Reed and Trey are extremely talented athletes in the ring. And, of course, I mean, Matt Cross is, he's fantastic. I mean, there's really not a whole lot more you can say about him. Um, the the, t- the pair-off between uh, Trey and Myron towards the beginning of the match where they just ran the ropes for, like, five minutes straight, fucking incredible stuff, man. And uh, it even seemed like they maybe didn't do exactly what they thought they were going to do or something, but they just, like, improvised and did all these crazy things. It was amazing. That was awesome. Uh, the dive spots, like I said, were awesome because they were few and far between. There wasn't a million of them. I know how you like so many, Dean, but this one only had a few, you know? Yeah. And, uh, unfortunately, we didn't get into PB Smooth dive spot, though, so... Yeah. 
Thank God. <laughs> a lot of their dives were like uh, quality instead of quantity. Oh, so, okay. That over-the-top rope in the corner one is really, really good. It's impressive. spectacular. Well, uh, this was a pretty good one. And who won the match, Steve? Trey Lamar and B.B. Smooth won the match after Myron came in with the springboard 450 splash. And Trey got the knees up. And he kind of went right as Myron bounced off. He rolled him into the pin. I don't think this uh, is over. I think that this this kind of feud is going to continue, but we do know that PB Smooth and uh, Trey Lamar are going to move on in the tag team championship match. I wonder if Myron Reed will cost them a win further on in the uh, in the championship uh, tournament. What do you think? Leave the booking to me. Oh my bad. Sorry. Sorry. Buddy. <laughs> He's Sorry. a good guy. He wouldn't do that. Uh, yeah. You never know. I mean. Sometimes, Aaron, sometimes you got to do stuff like that to get a guy to fight you, right? Absolutely. See, there you go. Absolutely. You know? If you want to fight somebody, you go, you go the extra mile. <laughs> they got a wife, kick him in the head. There you go. See? Okay. <laughs> if they got a best friend that podcasts with them, kick him in the head. Absolutely. See? Well, if he wants to fight me, you're going to get kicked in the head. What? And I'm still not going <laughs> to fight him. <laughs> Alright, what happened next? <laughs> you know what it was. <laughs> Single intermission, right? Yeah. And uh, just a real quick experience I had. So the um, we went, uh, I, I kind of had an idea when intermission was going to be, so I ran up to the concession stand because I, I knew it would take a second for him to prepare a tasty burger for me. And uh, I found out that the people at the Moose Lodge are baldest. Because everybody got their burger, and I was still standing there. People that had ordered their burger like five places before or after me got their burger, but I didn't get mine. I had to ask for it like three times, and finally they gave it to me, and it was made wrong. You know what? I had the same experience. They saw me get out of the car with two bald dudes, yep. and they decided that they were going to be so rude to me at the bar. Like They started changing prices on me as the night went on. They were yelling at people, and I was, it was not the best service I've had at the Moose Lodge. They handed me my ice-cold Pepsi and a cone. <laughs> a cone? And a cone. Sons of bitches. That's, that's, God, stop. This is some baldest shit. And I'll tell you what, they are a bunch of grumpy old people, and, and they also, you know, put the kibosh on the tailgate, too, because they heard some bald dudes were coming, and they didn't want anything to do with it. And you know, in trouble. That's this place. I mean, but uh, but yeah, Mike Green, tell me about the Moose Lodge though. Overall, what you think of it as a venue? Um, and uh, you know, I mean, just tell me a little bit about it. What you thought of it? Well, it's got a really solid layout um, as a a venue in general. Um, it's a it's a pretty great venue, honestly. Because if if you want to go get merch or you know go to the bar or Comb your hair and get a burger in that hey, short amount of time. Hey, hey, hey. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I comb my hair so much. <laughs> Just trying to get bald like me. It's fine. Wait, well, I mean, you can go around and do anything bald, and really. still see all the action. So, um, I mean, in fact, I was still waiting for my burger. You know, they tried to give me my food before they gave Andy his. <laughs> you know, I, and to be fair, I didn't take it in protest. Like, no, he was here first. Mike's oh. like, I think he was here first. And they're like, fuck that guy. There, yeah, fuck yeah, that bald Mike, Mike was standing in bald, ser- uh, you know, solidarity with me, uh, which I appreciate. You know, um, gosh, it was it was just a terrible experience, and I feel uh, slighted. You know, and um, I think I'm going to write a letter. You know, but I'll give uh, him another shot. Yeah. Okay. Turn the other cheek. Really? Or turn the other? 
Well, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, all right. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pause for a brief moment here. We're going to hear from a couple people. We're going to hear from all the Lost Boys and even Cole Radrick for a second. And then we're going to hear from the three mother duckers themselves, the ugly ducklings, even Coach Mikey, too. So we'll see you guys on the other side of these interviews. All right. Well, we're here at Unsanctioned Pro, and a guy who's been here several times, and uh, you know, well, you got a few people that are mad at you here. I think at least one, and uh, we got Adam Slade here. How you doing, man? Gang, gang. I'm feeling great, Andy. How are you? Can you explain to me what is gang, gang? I'm gang, gang. It means family, mm-hmm. and family means you don't get yeeted. I, what does yeeted or, mean? Oh man, it means you're eating something. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you, eating you, it. You don't want no, not eating it. You don't oh. want. You don't want to get eaten. It's either yeet or be yeeted, dog. And, and yeah, Bradley okay. Prescott here. Okay, Bradley Prescott. Gang, that's gang, right. Gang, yeah, gang. yeah. It's, gang, um, gang means family. Okay, well, family. That's. I mean, uh, why not just say family? Oh, man, gang gang's shorter. Well, I use too many words. When you, can, yeah, nah, you gotta think about. You're thinking two dimensionally. You gotta think three dimensionally. Oh, okay, I got you. Well, that's that's a good get way to put it. Now, now you got uh, you got a big match tonight, and you got all kinds of stuff going on. Um, and man, it's just just it's just a madhouse around here. We got all these people coming and talk trying uh, to you know, say hi. To you. A wise man once told me it'd be like that sometimes. Oh yeah. Yeah, who was that? Uh, it's this guy. Real handsome you. Adam Slade. Okay. I know there's no cameras, but I'm smiling, giving us sweet thumbs up. So I want that on the record for sure. Awesome. Well, tell me about your match tonight. So I am in a, a four corners tag match. I think it's elimination. I'm really not sure, to be honest. But it is uh, It is the Lost Boys, um, myself and Chase Holiday, against Space Pirates. Oh, boy. Versus a Young, Dumb, and Broke versus... TK Falco. That's right. That's and, right. Uh, I'm very. I'm, uh, it'll be a good one. I'm, I'm really looks, ex- very looking excited to this banger. Night right. four. Acid well, wraps. now we got the whole Lost Boys here. So I mean, well, Le- 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 Levi's. Levi's here as well. All right. So does. let's get everybody in. Hey, so put, 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 get on here. Okay. We got so, Lost Boys. Uh, gathering Lost Boys and uh, here you are, man. What's so good? introduce yourself to us. Yo, what's up? Hood foot Mo Atlas. Get at me, baby. He's Bigfoot from the hood. There Bigfoot you go. from there you the go. hood. Awesome. Tell and your real name. I mean, oh, I'm sorry. My real name. And, and first a, name. A, a first name is Hood. Uh-huh. Middle name. Barnabas. Last name. Foot. Okay. That is a real fact. All I've right. seen his driver's license. Yeah, I've seen the papers. And yeah. also, official member of the Lost Boys, Cole Radrick. No. 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 Put your L's up and fuck true. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, we got Levi Everett here as well. How you doing, Levi? What are we doing? We're doing an interview. What's, what do you mean? Hey, Levi, we're just we, talking, brother. Just, we're just talking. We're just having a conversation. We're having a great conversation. We're conversating? Yeah, we're conversating. That's yeah. all we're doing. So do I bring that's up it. my donkeys and goats and chickens yeah. and stuff? Yeah, yeah that's what you want to do, man. Well, see, before I before I came here... I was really milking the udders good on the cow and everything, and it was it was going great. And then I had to leave and come to wrestling. So really? What was that like three days ago? No, it was yesterday, and Man, I made good time on that horse and buggy. <laughs> it depends how, how many horse horses I have on there. That's See, a lot of horse you power. Got the, you got the horse in the back? Usually, no, no. They're in the front. No, they're in the stable, and then I pull them out, and then I put them in the front of the buggy, and then we make. It depends how many horses I have. 
because depending on how far away the show this is. This man can go on about his horses. Okay. Right. Yeah, well, so, he's like Bradley is with beer, except it's Levi okay. with horses. Well, we didn't, even, we didn't even get to introduce everybody. That was uh, Chase Holiday that you're hearing, and uh, also we have Bradley Prescott, hey, and more the crews fourth. back there somewhere, too. Uh, Bradley Prescott, the fourth. We don't want to confuse yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Oil Tycoon, Bradley Prescott. He's also a lawyer. Okay. There he is. You guys, are you guys ever able to talk just at once? Like one, like do you always talk all at once, or is it just one at a time ever? Or no? No, it's I'm usually quiet. So if we, if we go through everybody, we got Hood Barnabas Foot, yep. we got the Meta Knight Megastar, the humble shit, homage so. guy Levi Everett, Bradley Prescott the Fourth, the That's Natty right. Daddy, That's right. uh, Young Simba Chase Holiday, and the, and the deal, the cast of the wrestling business. Yeah, that's Adam a real thing. A real person said that to me. A real well, person. Should why? we drop his name or do we leave him? No, man, you know who walked those halls. He was a very old man and he's still alive. So, yeah. We didn't say that, I didn't say it, Well, somebody did. I'll tell you what. That exists. Rip Rogers, Rip Rogers uh, blocked me on Twitter, so I don't give a fuck about him. So you know, he's the person that lives. Hey, yo, can we curse on this? Yeah, you say whatever you want. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, well, thank you guys so much for joining me. You know, I don't know. I don't know what to say here. So have a good run. All right. Well, we're at Unsanctioned Pro, and the show's over. But uh, we're ah. here with uh, the Ugly Ducklings. We got Rob Killjoy. We got Lance Lude. I'm Lance Lude. And Coach Mikey. Uh, I'm Rob Killjoy. I'm Lance Lude. And I'm Coach Mikey. And we are the, the Ugly Ducklings. It's always great to see you guys. You know, um, we don't get to see you that much very often anymore. But uh, at the same time, you know, you guys are doing everything you can to make sure everybody, everybody gets to see you as everybody much as possible. So uh, it's still not enough. It's true. It's, it's true. You know, I'm pretty balls. happy right now because I really loved your match. It oh, was it got, it got a thousand rubber duckies out of the house. Wow. So, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. So, uh, but uh, Coach Mikey, you were just telling me you guys came uh, from South Carolina last South night Canada and you're going yes. to Rhode Island tomorrow. Yeah. Oh uh, so we we pretty much we stay on the road. Uh, yeah, it's about 13 car. hours there, so we sleep in uh, shifts. And it's funny because even when I'm home and I sleep, I'll wake up like periodically like three hours. Oh. And I'll be like up and be like, huh? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Are, so are you I'm surprised sh- you're not moving. When yeah, you're and I'm up, like right? sitting there like, yeah, I sleep better in a car these days, <laughs> but it's fine. We love it. Maybe you should get like a bed that kind of vibrates or like simulates the car. You know, that's so crazy. We appreciate you taking the time every day to come on our podcast. <laughs> But this is a family show, so watch what you say, please. Vibrating I mean, beds. It is. It is. We're all having a good time. What do you put like a quarter in and it's like heart shaped? <laughs> well, I think it's so three quarters. Got what do you think? We're stacking ducks together. or something? No, or not at all. Not at all. But, all right. you know, Lance, I, I never get a chance to talk to you. You know, just because you're, 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 you know, you're out there the and, you know, you do the wrestling and you don't do a lot of talking. But, um, you know, tell me a little bit about the reactions you got tonight in Unsanctioned Pro. The reaction was great. I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, they were they were good. Okay, so this is why we, we, we never we talked. Had, to we, had, we had we had we had we had we had a lot of fun. 
Uh, it was yeah, a, we ducked and killed the, it. The, the car had the car handled real good. Uh, yeah, car handled real good. Yeah, it was really good. Make it lower, lower, lower. Well, you know, like I said, it's always How great to see you guys. Now, um, where, where, you know, what's the next time you're going to be in Ohio, or are we going to see you guys anytime soon in this area? Uh, well, I don't know. You got to come out and see us wherever we are. You follow <laughs> us on Facebook, uh-huh. Twitter, Instagram at Three Mother Duckers. That's right. That's that's for you guys out there at uh, Radio Land. We just like um, to fly in and make splashes wherever. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to ninety six point three. All the hits from eighties, nineties, and not the two thousand. All right, guys, <laughs> and we're back. All right, but we gotta go to commercial. About this, yeah. this is Casey. Well, when, when does this start? When do we start? Killing this? It. When you start what? Yeah. When do we start doing this podcast? We're doing podcast. it right now. We've been doing this. Live on yeah. the radio, and we're back. And we're back. Right. So we get no uh, commercial at all. No, there's no commercials. But you guys can get oh, your commercial in right now. So um, you know, tell down. me where can we find you guys on the internet? Oh, brother, at Three Mother Duckers on Twitter and Instagram. Right. The Ugly Ducklings on Facebook. Yeah, uh, I mean, you can follow each of us. You know, we got uh, all sorts of episodes of Duck Pond. I know you, you're a fan those of those. Are Pond, fucking right? great? It's a great show. I mean, yeah, whoever else. whoever edits those is a real genius. He's I mean, pretty he's good. He's okay. Whoever like, does it, I've, I've seen a few mistakes, but yeah, uh, you know, other than that, it's pretty great. You guys get some huge guests on there. I, I mean, mean, tell me, you if, guys, if you had, if you haven't noticed already, last week's episode. Featured SCU member Christopher Daniels, mm-hmm. and yo, not only did he love our duck pond, oh, oh he loved it. He's going to talk <laughs> to Billionaire Ted. Oh my he's God! He's going to talk to him. He already got the big ducks play. We got an in with Uncle Vinny Rue. We got an in with Uncle Vinny Rue. I'm going to hit up Bischoff. I don't know. I think he might have left already, but. We're going to talk to Ted Turner. We're going to get these where the big ducks play. We're getting these WCW contracts. I got one more question for you guys. Um, you guys recently uh, tagged with the other quack, Mike Quack, one of my favorites. Tell me a little bit about that and and how that all went for you. Oh well, I mean, oh, so you don't know? Well, Mike Quackenbush just happens to be one of my absolute favorite wrestlers. Absolutely. Still a dream come true. But we got to do it in Maryland, and this time we're doing it one more time. All right, because we are in the Chikara. That's you right. Got three those yeah. That's so excited. The Quack Attack returns. Quack Attack is back. Well, that's awesome. Jack. You know, uh, Mike Quackenbush is friend of the podcast. He's been on several times. Oh, and, you know, I'm Mr. Quackenbush. I'm Mr. Quackenbush. I call him Mike because I know him. No, I don't. Friends. I call him Mr. Quackenbush. But uh, it's amazing Mike. that he has that same voice that you hear, you know, and like you meet him and he st- st- actually talks like that. It's yes. crazy, you know? It's the most it's super smart, super interesting. Smart. We, so, we need so some so brains on this side. It's so soothing. I like listen to it. That's it like is. naps. You know, car. I'm working on an impersonation, but I won't hit you guys with that yet. But some other time. But always good to see you. Guys, Always and uh, any, you any, being a guest on our podcast. I mean, anytime. And uh, <laughs> uh, any parting words for us besides? I mean, come on, you know. there is you one do it. All right, here, here we go. go. Ready? Everybody Ready? listening, put your hands in. This is a shoot. You got to put your hands you in. Got to do it. We're putting uh, everybody. Everybody. Hey, Ready? 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 Too. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, over there. Okay. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Right, we're going. All right. Quack, 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 quack. See you later. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed those uh, interviews. Those and that, guys are crazy. They are, man. You hear that? We were screaming quack in the in the fucking parking lot, and then all the Lost Boys were just all talking at the same time, the whole time. They're all on the same page of a different book. It's weird. I really liked what him or her had to say about that topic. <laughs>
All right, that was single intermission, and after that we had another match, right, Dean? Yes, it was a tag team match that had Jake Garvin, Sultan Jin, Satu Jin. Okay. Listen, the unsanctioned. I can't read my own handwriting. And the rejects. That's right. Reed Bentley, by God, and uh, John Wayne Murdoch, and this match started with a Pearl Harbor. Yeah, the fuck? right out of intermission, rejects don't even leave their merge table. They keep, they just wait to sell up until the last second. <laughs> their opponents are practically in the ring, and they're like, "Okay, we gotta go." This <laughs> is so one last shirt. <laughs> so, come on, come on, come on! The guy's like writing out a check. Like, hurry, 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 hurry! <laughs> so Satu Jin and um. Jake, Big Beef, Garvin have both uh, been at, at uh, Unsanctioned Pro before. They were in some uh, like uh, scramble matches and stuff like that together, and they've been a tag team. Um, in fact, they tagged uh, against. Or they like kind of helped each other almost win a big scramble match for the uh, you know. I think maybe for the heavyweight championship or the hardcore title. Yeah, so uh, that was a while back. So they have a little bit of um, history at Unsanctioned Pro. Both beefy dudes, you know, so and then we got, you know, Reed Bentley and John Wayne Murdoch who just like to punch everybody now, Dean there were some very unique um, weapons used in this match, did you did you catch all these? the human battering ram that's right, we had three of them, right? at least, well, is but is Max Recon human? no, no, he's like better than human, he's more human than a human, one, one might say the Terminator? Uh, yeah, sure. He's the Terminator. But, uh, yeah, so um, Reed Bentley and, and um, John Wayne Murray were picking fans up and using them to attack their opponents. Yeah, yeah, picture them getting on both sides of somebody for an atomic drop, but they just put their feet out and then they ram their feet into someone's face. Yeah, and then they picked up uh, Max Recon and used him. Yeah. And he, he was like, he's like, I'll allow it. <laughs> That was awesome. Uh, but, uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about the match team. That was a spectacular. They, they had a uh, door that they had put into the ring. And uh, Satu Jin... <laughs> Satu Jin put the, put the table on the, on the second row. And then, like, did, like, a, like a, almost like where he formed a chair himself and kind of slightly bent his legs his knees and put the other end of the the, ta- the door on his legs and like held it for somebody to scoop slam Reed Bentley through the table. That was cool. Through the door. Like he was like I'm not going to find a chair. I'm just going to kind of hold it and it worked out really well. Yeah. Uh, there was a part two where Santu Jin had made like a little table out of chairs on the outside and uh, luckily I mean he was going to go through it one way or the other because he set it up but luckily, it was a very safe way. He didn't, like, land on it directly. He kind of rolled through it. He you know, landed, it the and then, like, you threw the chair on it. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Because uh, I was, like, really scared for him if he was going to go through that thing. My God. I uh, was hoping he would go through it because I wanted that payoff. Oh. And I didn't want to just gingerly tap it on its way down like he did, but whatever. So he's kind of a big dude, so he, he went up, and I, I clenched up a little bit. I was... I wasn't ready for that did, did it feel like you had like a banana in your butt or something I, like that? I could have held a banana in my butt. <laughs> you would have squished a banana in your butt. Man, buddy. 
That's how you make it. Uh, at right. one point, after he set the chairs up, like something happened on the outside, and they like kind of got scattered. I was like, oh, I guess that's what they were setting up for. And then like the ring guy like gradually like slid them back into place as they were wrestling. <laughs> you just see shit. Yeah, a good chunk of this match happened in the crowd, and then eventually they made their way into the ring. And I mean, we're talking a bunch of shoot punches, we're talking some headbutts, we're talking some chops. Uh, you know, we did have John Wayne Murdoch hit a bunch of wrestling moves um, as well, but uh, most of this was kind of punchy kicky, right? Yeah. Yeah. What else? Uh, uh, from, from here, I just have a comment on what happened in the finish. Uh huh. That was they uh, did a double suplex. On, I believe Jake Garvin, this is why uh, Satu Jin was still on the outside, and they did it, like, kind of tucked his legs, and then he was top of his back, back of his head, landed on two chairs that were set up. Ouch. Yeah, so the uh, the rejects get the win. They are kind of staples at, uh, at uh, Unsanctioned Pro, so that makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't know. John, what you think? I thought it was a typical reject fair. Yeah? Where it's kind of raw on the outside. Eventually they make their way back in and get the pen. Now, Mike, I don't think I've seen them lose. Have they lost here? Uh, maybe in like a scramble to like a three-way type situation maybe, but I don't think they've ever been pinned, I don't think. So that, that's a good point. Uh, now, Mike Green, did you see what they did to each other after the match? Well, there was a, a large piece of the door was left over, and I guess it was looking at them funny because they decided they didn't want that door to stay in one piece. So all I had seen is where uh, one of the rejects had set it up on the outside of the ring and put himself through it. Yeah. And then he no sold it. Yeah. He, yeah, he just pops right back up because I mean, if you do it to yourself, it doesn't hurt. Oh, okay. It's, oh, I mean, it's okay. And, and John Wayne Murdoch was the guy that did that, and then he suplexed Reed Bentley onto the door yep. on the outside for no reason. And then it took him a minute to get up. Aaron, do you ever do stuff like that for fun? What's that? Suplex your friends? Um, sometimes. Okay. All right. I, I, I prefer the kicks and strikes. Oh, yeah, that's have true. Have you ever put yourself through a table? Like, uh, just willingly by yourself? I don't think I have. What about I, a door? I've done it on the house. Oh, okay. into a pool? No. On a concrete? Uh, no, there was like a mountain of dirt. Oh. Uh, no, that sounds even more Ouchie. The umbrella didn't fall you to the ground the way it was supposed <laughs> to? <laughs> that's like I've, a... Total non-stop deletion or whatever, you know? I've done almost that exact same thing where I had a party at my house, or I had people over, and uh, I had been drinking, and I was yelling at something, and Gary, was. we were hanging out in the basement, and Gary said, if you don't settle down, I'm going to put you through that board, and it was like the top shelf of a closet that I had taken down and put downstairs, and I looked at it and just like leaned over and put myself through it. Wow. Man. I am. You were hardcore. Man. Yeah, yeah, he has the mind of a booker, but the body of a hardcore wrestler, you yeah. know? I caught him trying to blade a couple times tonight, too, and I had to kind of grab Dean's hand and say, no, 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 there's no blood allowed. So, uh, but uh, yeah, so rejects move on, and what happened next? We got another tag team match for John. Shit. Was Apollo in it? No. Oh. Bradley? What? Was Brad? No. <laughs> oh. What was that? The Ducks. Yeah. Hysteria. Yeah. And the Hooligans. That's right. So we had Devin and Mason Cutter of the Hooligans out. We had the three Mother Duckers themselves, the Ugly Ducklings, with Coach Mikey, and we had Hysteria, which is Sage Phillips 
and your buddy Cole Radrick. Cole Radrick. When's the last he's time not, saw he's Cole? my birthday buddy because we shared the same birthday. That's true. A couple That's years true. apart. So, <laughs> so when was the last time you saw Cole? Uh, it's it, probably at least a year now. Were you happy to see him? I was super happy to see him. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, yeah, that's good. You pretended he didn't know me, and then I was like, "Come on, you know, on the podcast, I'm the guy." You, I call you Doofy a couple times, and <laughs> you remember, you remember me, Cole. You got really upset after that, and uh, I almost know. did Blade tonight, <laughs> <laughs> but I got a chance to talk to him a little bit of intermission. It was really cool to see him. He's a good dude, man. So, and and you know, it's got to be fun for him to come back to Ohio in a different situation that he has a little more control over and uh, get the reactions that he does, you know, because, man, the crowd loves him. And uh, I think I think he's gotten so good. Like, he was good when we first saw him, and now he's just, just top-notch. And, you know, uh, you were saying, Mike Green, you were making an observation about Sage Phillips. You were like, God damn, this guy's fucking good, right? Oh, yeah. You know, um, everybody was great in this match. And uh, it. I think this is probably my favorite match of the night, except for the semi-main, of course. You know, that was, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was my favorite. But, uh, you know, this one was pretty close up there as well. It was fucking we great. Seen, I haven't seen Lance Lute in a long time. No, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. Probably a remix pro two years ago. Yeah, maybe me too. It's been a long time, you know. Uh, and Coach Mikey, the same time, man. Yeah. That's been a long time. Wow. Well, it's great to see him. And like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed the interview that we have with him and everything. So tell us about the match, dude. Uh, we had, for the first part of the match, the hooligans weren't even in the match. And just the Ducks <laughs> would trade off which one of the guys from Hysteria that they were going to wrestle. But the, like the Ducks and the guys uh, Cole and Sage... We're going back and forth the way they were running the rope and just quick and just everything was really, really good. This opening part of this match was one of my favorite parts of the whole night. I just thought it was so awesome. And Rob Killjoy, a lot of that fell onto him. Um, you know, Mike Green, this is your first time seeing uh, the Ugly Ducklings. You look at these guys and they look like they're completely insane and they think they're ducks, you know, and then you see what they can do in the ring. I mean, tell me, how was that experience, and what did you think of these guys after you saw a little bit of what they could do? Well, you kind of touched on it with Sage Phillips. In the uh, the opening sequence between Rob Killjoy and Sage Phillips, it was, I mean, it was so enjoyable, but it seemed like it just went by so quickly. But there was so much in it. And by the time it's over, you're like, what just happened? But you can still remember everything that just happened. Like, it's, it's very... Know, very odd to explain, um, but the ducklings themselves, Coach Mikey's hilarious. <laughs> it's just him on the outside of the clipboard, just he's drawing up the plays. You yeah, know? he's. I mean, he knows what he's doing. He's obviously. Uh, I mean, he's coaching on a night on, on the next level. It's true. He knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, but these guys, I mean, just all over the place. They have the duck masks on, just quacking, just insane. Now, John, we did get snubbed a little bit, right? Oh my gosh, it was the snub of the night. It was like when Kanye West took Taylor Swift's award and said, I'm going to let you finish, but Beyonce was the best singer of all time. Uh, We stood up immediately for the Ugly Ducklings to come over and quack with us. I've been wanting to quack since last time I saw them, Mm -hmm. and we're up there, we are ready, me, you, and Dean, and the mother quackers went to the other side of the ring and started quacking with the mother quackers. Yeah, um, I think they prefer the term mother duckers, but, uh, you know, I I mean, it's fine. I don't care what they want to be called. They didn't want to quack with us. We were even on hard camera side. What the fuck are we doing? 
You know? Unbelievable. I was pretty frustrated about that, but at the same time, I immediately forgot about it because they started wrestling, and I was like, oh, yeah, these guys are awesome. Forgot about that. Yeah, John, uh, just, John just wanted to quack a cold one. <laughs> <laughs> so, with the chain wrestling that... I want my money, doing, quack. ...was doing with the uh, Sage and Cole, it got a This Is Wrestling chant. Mm-hmm. And so, immediately when the hooligans finally got tagged in, they did, like... A body slam, and they're like, "Where's our this is wrestling?" <laughs> well, they, they did a bunch of chops and punches, and they were like, "This is wrestling too," which was awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, they, we also got to see a lot of the hooligans. Really cool shit. I mean, Dean, we should we, we should be going through the notes. I'm I don't sorry, have any notes on it, so I'm glad that you guys are filling in on oh, this. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, they they did do that that uh, double. It's the first time I've seen them do that double chop in the corner where uh, I believe it was Devin had taken. Sage over to the corner, and then Mason was on the apron, not even the legal man, just like, yep, yeah. ha, 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 ha. They uh, were some dives to the outside, and then it was uh, Cole and I believe Lance all laying out on the outside, and they did that double team where Mason throws Devin like at people, yeah. and he used to do like a roll and land on his back, but he just did a splash, and like I'm pretty sure Devin knocked all the wind out of his body. He was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, he It was like when that lady like smashing the grapes and falls off that deck. This <laughs> 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 makes funny noises. It's great. Like, just cut to the announcers. Well, <laughs> I hope he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you know, I think we talked about this one enough a little bit, unless you got any more notes. One, one thing that I've never seen them do that uh, I kind of thought was cool is... Like, there were a bunch of close falls where it looked like one team was going to win and somebody would break. Like, one guy would hit a big move and pin a guy, but someone would come in and break it up and then drag the guy that was being pinned to the corner, get out on the apron, and then tag himself in. Well, it was almost like they were trying their best to make their match different than the ones that had come before. So, uh, most of the other matches that had come before have been kind of like complete clusterfucks, and maybe they're tagging, and maybe they're not. We don't even know. Um, So... They made sure to tag in every situation. Like you said, they would just drag people to the corner and then tag them, you know, which yeah. was really cool, and it kind of set the match apart, you know, as far as that goes and gave it a little more uh, logic, you know. But anyway, so who won? Hysteria. Yeah? Cole and Siege. Unbelievable, right? Yeah. That means they'll be back. So I wonder who they'll be facing. Maybe awesome the Rejects. Odyssey. Maybe Awesome Odyssey. That seems uh, like that would make sense. Awesome Odyssey, you have some beef. Because they do. Because last show... Syria kind of stole the victory from Awesome They did. They're thieves. They are. Wow. Awesome. Well, that was a great match, and like I said, it was one of my favorites. I mean, it wasn't my top favorite, but it was one of my favorites of the night. So, what happened next? We had a match between Neil Diamond Cutter and Dale Patricks. That's right. Now, this originally was supposed to be a match between um, Matthew Justice, uh, in these two guys, right? Yeah. Uh, but Matthew Justice and Mance Warner weren't able to make it tonight for some reason. Uh, probably because of StarCast or whatever's going on there in Chicago with the AEW and this, that, and the other thing. So, uh, but anyway, they you know they weren't able to make it, so the card got shuffled around a little bit. And part of that was that this became a singles match. Um, you know, Neil Cutter, super over at Unsanctioned Pro. You know, he's spectacular. Dale Patrick's. He sounds like a race car driver. He's actually a wrestler, and he likes to get his ass out. So, he came um, out to Creed's song, Sacrifice. He did. 
which reminds me, I don't, I think it was Triple H, they, Triple H or some other wrestlers do play, they had like a music video with that as he was rehabbing his torn quad, Triple H's, and I just kept remembering like shots from that, because I definitely remember seeing that, and now we have outro music. Oh, there were actually a lot of those. Uh, were there more than one? Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of them. Then there was one for Benoit, one for Jeff Hardy. Because they were talking about their wrestler, sacrifice. When wrestlers hear that song, they just have to sing it. <laughs> it just has to happen. The crowd was singing I mean, along, too. They were. Tradition continued. Do you think they've all had quad injuries? Maybe. The whole crowd? No. I wasn't singing along. I've never had a quad injury, so I didn't know. <laughs> all right. Well, tell us a little bit about the match, Steve. Uh, I would just... Describe this as a match that put together hardcore and comedy. Yeah, pretty much. I right? liked it a lot. I don't have a whole lot of detailed notes, but it was they had the staple gun part. Yeah, well, tell me what was the, what does that mean? The staple gun part. Uh, Neil Diamond Cutter, who I realized later has his own staple gun with diamonds on the side of it. <laughs> had a staple gun, and he was <laughs> he went to staple gun a dollar. And I thought what he should have said is when he was asking, does anybody have a dollar? Does anybody have a dollar? And people started handing him money because I'll usually staple gun a dollar to their opponent to prove that there's actually a staple in it. Mm-hmm. And once he got the money, he said, thanks, i got to buy staples. It's empty. And then he put it back. <laughs> and then put the money in his pocket. Like, thanks, I need to buy staples for this. This thing's empty. <laughs> Next time. Next time. Yeah, but... He was about to use that staple gun, but Dale Patrick's was like, hey, I'm a race car driver. Give me that thing. And he stapled uh, the money to Neil Diamond Cutter's tongue. Yeah, did he Why? It? He did. Dude. He turned left. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. Um, but, uh, man, right in the tongue. I mean, yeah, he stapled one to his back, didn't he? I, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Oh, uh, Neil Diamond Cutter stapled Dale Patrick's shorts to his butt. Oh, right. So that his pants wouldn't come down again. Yeah, because, you know... Dale Patrick's just getting his shit in, which means taking his pants down. And, um, you know, Mike Green, you got a good shot of his balls. Is that right? Uh, unfortunately, yeah. Okay. It was balls? It was, yeah. Balls. It came down. It was butt cracking ball sack. That rhymes. Ball sack. That also rhymes with quack. Butt quack and ball quack. Okay. All right. We got something there, maybe, you know. That's us uh, censoring ourselves. <laughs> a lot of general... There was so much butt stuff tonight that the crowd started chanting, we love gay shit. That, the crowd started chanting that in the middle of the night, or the middle of the show, which was awesome. Uh, so there was a lot of butt stuff going on, and there was some dick twists, and we're going to talk about a little later, too. Um, so lots of genital trauma yeah, tonight. Yeah, there was one very important genital trauma in this one. Uh, there was a fan who had, like, a kendo stick, and... Neil Diamond Cutter grabbed the kendo stick and tried to shove it up Dale Patrick's ass, but just the tip went. Yeah. So there was not full penetration, just the tip. It was a good thing his shorts were up this time. Yeah. yeah. Do you, well, the good thing they were stapled. There, yeah, I was so going to say, do you think that his asshole was stapled closed? And that's why he couldn't quite get it all the way in there. Good thing. Wow. Okay. Uh, but that, hey. that's, <laughs> hey, guys, that is wrestling psychology right there. Dale Patrick's tricked Neil Cutter into stapling his own asshole clothes so that the kendo stick couldn't go up just the, more than the tip. That is yeah. fucking genius. I hope everybody is having a visual right now, because I am. <laughs> it's so he like walked around the ring with it hanging out of his butt and had just a lucky, a lucky lady on the other side of me 
Uh, she quotes straight out. Yeah. She performed a medical procedure right there on the side of the ring, you know? Yeah. Um, I had a kendo stick stuck in my head one time, and we had to, like, me and my brother were wrestling, and a couple of days later, we popped this piece of wood that was stuck in my skin. Out. So, like, I had a feeling, like, Dale's going to have to do a little more wrestling this weekend. He might get the rest of that stick out. It's a, uh, it's a stickectomy, is what yeah. that's called. So, uh... I yeah. saw a thing on Facebook that said you can get a uh, <laughs> splinter out by using a syringe needle. You take the needle off and put it up against the skin, and when you pull the syringe plunger back, the suction is supposed to pull a staple out. Really? So I tagged Mike Roach on that post. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get any response. <laughs> That's fun. All right. Well, tell us who won the match, Dean. I don't even remember. It's a blur, and I forgot to write it down. Really? Uh, I know I'm pretty who sure won. it was Dale Patrick. Pretty, pretty sure it was him, too. Because I heard my sacrifice. Listen, we, got, we got to listen to that's Creed right. twice. So, yeah. what, that's our, that's our mark. I, I specifically remember every person in the locker room breaking out in their own rendition. It was the crowd, too. Oh, they, they all jumped in. So, it was, so what happened so is... Over, Neil Diamond Cutter was trying to, I guess, kind of powerbomb Dale Patrick off the top rope, but somehow Dale reversed it and hit a pile driver from the top rope on the Neil Diamond Cutter through the table and then picked up the pin. There you go. Dean, did you have something to add? No, I was remembering the pile driver off the top rope as we were talking about it. So gotcha. I was... All right, awesome. Well, Dale Patrick thinks he's got a driver's too, I guess. Maybe he's demigod of drivers, you know? But uh, that was pretty awesome. All right, well, what happened after that? I think we had our semi-main event of the evening, right? This was a, a tag match with Kevin Koo and Dominic Green. Garini. Garini going up against Kung Fury. Kung Fury! Who's that? Fury. So that is the team of the baddest man alive, Aaron Williams, and what? Lord Crew. The bare knuckle berserk. That's right. How'd you come up with this name, Aaron? Uh, actually, it was it was Crew. I gave him the idea. Um, I just want a ridiculous movie name, and I threw one out there. And uh, we was afraid that the majority of people wouldn't get it. What was yours? Uh, I wanted to be Story Ricky. Okay. Um, don't get it. Which most people don't. So we did decided not to go with that one. Um, it is an incredibly ridiculous gory. Uh, martial arts movie. Okay. Well, I had the chance to talk to Aaron I think Williams. I've seen that. Rikio is a... Yeah, Rikio. Yeah. When the guy, like, takes the wood planter and whacks the guy's nose off. Yes. Yep. I had the opportunity to talk to Aaron Williams on the way up to the show tonight, and uh, he told me that one of his favorite movies is Bedazzled, and I wonder why they didn't go with that name. Yeah. Um, actually, that would have worked, because, you know, who likes the devil a lot? You could have yeah. called yourself the Encino Man. You know? Oh, well, I don't think I, either one of us has ever been to a scene. Well, I'm just saying. Have but, you? Have either I one liked, of you? I liked Kung Fury. He came. He came in. Well, and was like, "What do you think of Kung Fury?" And I was like, "Kung Fury is a great movie." So yes, it's spectacular. <laughs> and Kung Fury is available free on YouTube. I am telling you, watch that. It's like a half it's hour good. long, and it is one of the greatest things you ever see in your so life. Good. It is fucking hilarious. You should also watch Dory of Ricky. <laughs> yes, you should watch. <laughs> Awesome, and you should listen to Creed too. By and you should also listen to Creed three times. <laughs> and any episode you haven't already listened to. <laughs> <laughs> well, what happened in this match? Yeah, Aaron, you gonna break this one down for us a little bit? Um, I, I can. I, I don't want to break the whole match down. Okay. Every time I do, it's just me talking forever. 
you just want to tease us again like you did during the match? I mean, I'm going to let you guys talk about it, but I will say this. Dominic is a dang good jujitsu. He's pretty good. You tried to, that's kind of how the match started, right? right? You tried to go to the ground with him a little bit, and you were kicking him, and then he was kicking you, and then all of a sudden, you guys are jujitsu in it up, and uh, he's pretty good at that shit, Yeah, he's huh? pretty good at it. I should have stayed standing. I'll just say it that way. Yeah, you got I can, you. I can, uh, I can kind of roll a little bit. I can, I, 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 it's been a while, but I can still do it a little bit. But it has not been a while for him, and he was just, uh, he, was, he was on me. That's like, what, all right, man. That's cool. That's what they call it. They call it rolling around. That's right. That's which is weird. Like if you fight someone in jujitsu, it's called rolling around. So yeah, you want to roll around? Yeah. In the head. He's real good. Kevin Koo's real good too. Yeah. So no both kidding. Of them were, both of them were real good. Kevin Koo's offense has an intensity that reminds me of like Tetsuya Naito. You know, where he's just real calm, and then all of a sudden he's going a thousand miles an hour and yeah. just crushing a dude. You know, uh, pretty awesome. But uh, Dean, do you have notes on this? I have a couple of notes. Okay. I, I, I want to make a joke about the rolling around. <laughs> Please. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's off of that. Continue or it's a, a story that I saw. Uh, have you ever seen those videos where they dress like the powerlifters up as old men and they go around and they surprise people by how strong like the old man is? I have not seen that, but okay. There's a, there's a clip of Tim Kennedy, who's a really good like jujitsu wrestler, and he puts on a fake mustache, and he still totally looks like him, and he puts on a white bone and goes to like this training class of like all his students. And then he's just like beating them up, but they know it's him. And they're like, you know, like Tim, Tim, you're a jerk. He goes, my name's John from out of town. I don't know what you're talking about. The whole time, the whole time, and he's like, they're totally, they're so surprised that a white belt is this good. And like, you're a jerk, Tim. And it's just like a play on that. But he's like, just arm wrenching all like these kids and stuff. Hey, it's pretty funny. Well, uh, there you go. Back to the match. Good job, Dean. Well, notes uh, and jokes. Notes and jokes. Hey, I get both. Don't, uh. Dominic did this, it was like a monkey flip, but like a slow monkey flip, where once he was on his back and Aaron was over him, he just like lifted Aaron up, and then dropped him onto him and caught him in like an arm bar. Cool shit. Cool shit. There was a lot of that kind of improvised, like, rolling around type stuff like that, but it was still like, there was some amateur wrestling going on in there as well, you know? There was a lot of stuff. It was nuts. There was a little bit of everything. Yeah. At one point, the crowd had a particular odd request yeah. for a wrestling match. It's not odd. It, unsanctioned Pro, the twist your dick thing, is, goes back quite a while. It's actually started by uh, Christina Gucci Chanel and Will. Uh, they yelled that at uh, at um, a Casanova Valentine in a match, and he did, in fact, twist the guy's dick. And so now, ever since, it's it's just part I, of the show. I you remember know? like a, a clip from someone at like Raw or whatever. This guy's just like they're filming like the guy behind him. They're just screaming that like rip his dick off. <laughs> so I thought it was initially from that, but the crowd starts asking for someone to twist somebody else's dick. Yeah. Now, there was a couple times, too, where, um, you know, Lord Crew was in the ring. I think he was wrestling around with uh, Kevin Koo. And, you know, Will was screaming at him, his dick is right there. Just twist it. <laughs> and eventually somebody twisted somebody's yeah. dick, you know. Well, at least we flipped Kevin... around to the other side of the body this time. <laughs> That's true. And at least it wasn't one of my team members that got the that's true. I That's thought true. Kevin did go yeah, for it. I thought it was Crew Crew that got his dick twisted, but uh, I think Crew got his nipples twisted. Oh, jeez, he's wrestling Jesse Hyde, huh? 
Well, uh, that's crazy. All right, so Dean, what else you got? Uh, after a ba- after uh, I believe more crew had escaped, like kind of a bunch of grappling holds from Kevin Koo, he did twist Kevin's dick. Unbelievable! To the biggest pop of the night. Yeah, such it was a huge pop for twist the dick. Yeah, um, that was unbelievable. Now, uh, John alluded to, to it earlier, but Aaron. You got a pretty big crowd reaction just coming out, but then yeah. your shirt, you took your tie off, and that was a huge pop from the crowd for some reason. There were so many cat calls. There was, <laughs> and then they wanted you to take your shirt off, and you took a while. You didn't do it right away, you uh, know? And you got you to gotta breathe it in. And, you know, wrestling a, a couple of legit dudes, man. You can't just stop what I'm doing to take off my shirt. It's got to wait for the right time. Man. Oh, I, I've also seen when jiu-jitsu wrestlers will use the collar of a gi Ooh, to yeah, choke out their true. opponent. I'm not going to lie. I was a little worried about that. I'm glad they didn't go for it. Because they very easily could have. They were tempted to, and Aaron removed temptation from yeah, the situation. Right. Well, I think what it was is the crowd wasn't necessarily... I mean, they were cool with seeing you with that shirt on, but really they were kind of trying to give you a little tip. Like, they knew Dominic Greeny was going to try to grab that shit, and they're like, no, take your shirt off. And the tie, too? Yeah. I mean, they, they were probably right. But you know I'm committed. It's true. Committed to this new look. So. That's true. <laughs> yeah. All right. Lord Crew got jealous that everyone was telling you to take your shirt off. So he took his belt off. Yeah, he did. And threw it in the crowd. He did. Uh, Crystal was the lucky fan to catch it. That's right. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps we should have been named, named Team Chippendale. Yeah, you guys should have been Magic Knight. Rescue Rangers all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, Aaron, did you have any particular favorite parts that you know uh, that, that happened in the match or anything um, like that? I think. Uh, well, obviously, uh, crew t- twisted Kevin Q's penis was was pretty awesome. I mean, I I enjoyed the match like as a whole. Like, as crew and I have never teamed together. That was a first, and I thought we had some pretty decent, um, um, you know, some. That's where I'm chemistry, tandem offense, tandem offense, tandem offense uh, chemistry. Yeah, I thought we had some pretty good chemistry. Tandem uh, for, chemistry. for a couple of guys that had never tagged together. You guys have been fighting each other for a we while. We have been fighting a little bit, so it, should, it was kind of easy to uh, to do. Um, I think uh, honestly, when I speaking of taking my shirt off, when I finally took my shirt off, I was confused by the crowd's reaction because as it was happening. I was wondering, what are they reacting like this for? And then I realized, well, nobody else is standing. Oh, it's got to be me taking my shirt off. They are freaking out because I'm taking my shirt off. That's that's insane. All right, that's that's cool though. And then I immediately tried to hit an aside moonsault and failed miserably. There was one point where didn't you try to like dive off for like a frog splash when you got caught with yes. the triangle lock instead. Yeah, that, that was nasty. bad days too. Yeah. But that ended up being bad days for uh for our old boy when when crew was still in the ring and we gave him some kind of just wasted Dominic right up. Yeah, like uh like some kind of power bomb cracker like thing. Yeah like a power bomb lung blower. Awesome. Brutal. Awesome. It's brutal. I did it. I didn't even really know what it was. We can't skip over uh Crew's corner dive. That's right. Oh, Going yeah, up and yeah. over. Now, awesome. I guess the whole, the whole the whole thing that happened is I took my shirt off. Crowd went crazy. I got real happy. I was like, all right, I'm going to flip. <laughs> so, uh, so I go to do the uh, good old Asai moonsault, and they catch me. 
They caught me out of it and then threw me into the freaking post. You gotta watch out, they come out of nowhere. That's and, true, the uh, right post, too. There's four of them, too. And uh, then I think I recall seeing out of my peripheral screw just dive over that post. Just a giant tattooed bird went up and over. <laughs> well, oh, he, was, <laughs> he was trying to get revenge, man. He was like, oh, you're not, you couldn't do it because they, you know, they fucked you over. Well, I'm going to do it for you. I know. You know? That's a good that's teammate right there. That's a good teammate. That's how he rolls, man. And, so. uh, yeah, then it got crazy from there some more. There were a couple shots where crew was in the corner and Kevin Q was going back and forth ring shifted a couple times. Oh my god. That's when he was running 3,000 miles an hour. Oh my god. Just, oh man. <laughs> there was one point in the match where, where crew tags me. I get in the ring and uh, I guess Kevin just got tagged in and he comes running across the ring and hits me with a European uppercut. He hit me so hard with this European uppercut. Probably didn't look that hard to anybody else. But he hit me so hard I literally lost feeling in my body for a second. Jeez. Oh boy. Yeah, that's never happened to me before. Well, so, they, they are hang on, Kevin. <laughs> they are called violences forever. And I love it. You know, so it. they like to, to beat people up, and, and that's kind of what they do. But uh, well, it was a spectacular match. Are you happy with your debut? I mean, I wish we would uh, would have squeaked the victory out, of course. <laughs> but uh, I say, putting up the fight we did, being the first time we've ever teamed together against an established team like. Uh, Kevin and Dominic, I think we did pretty okay for ourselves. Uh, but I I loved being there. My debut at Unsanctioned Pro, I believe, was a success, even if I lost. And um, I'll, I'm going to be back. So, so, Dean, how did the match uh, end? Violence is forever. I didn't pick up the victory. There was a, a series of slams on crew, and then Aaron was cut off from stopping it with uh, looked like another chokehold, triangle lock, something. He wasn't able to break up the count. Mm-hmm. So it was a three count, and Violence is Forever won the match. That's it. Yeah, so they move on in the tag tournament, but you said you'll be back, you I said. I will be huh? back, yeah. Awesome, that's good to know. How many head kicks would you guys give that match? Out of how many? Out of five. Out of five? Yeah. Uh, I think it was stateside, so I'd probably yeah. give it six. Six? <laughs> <laughs> stateside? It works the opposite. Yeah, it's supposed yeah, to. In Japan, Japan, it's six. Twenty-three point. Man, you don't know how this works, do you, John? <laughs> I don't want any head kicks. <laughs> I mean, right. Sometimes you get kicked by like an amputated leg. <laughs> what? Oh my so God. that's why it's like a what? Point an amputated point. leg isn't even there. There's <laughs> like a nub there. There's uh, not a leg. Well, we're, Zach Gowan can kick people, so we've seen that before. But uh, that's like losing to the Invisible Man. <laughs> Well, so we've seen that before, too. But, uh, all right, well, that led us to your main event of the evening. The main event was a triple threat match for the Unsanctioned Pro Heavyweight Championship. Uh, in between, uh, let's see here, we had Jordan Oliver of Young Dumb and Full of Cum versus Devin Moore, Notorious, versus the champion, the Ghana Drivers, Ever Cross. And this match was really short. It was pretty damn good. Yeah. You know? Um, unfortunately, we only got to see one driver. That's all it took, you know? He's the god of it. He's the god, you know? And um, I had a really good idea for a driver that he should use in his match. Oh, yeah, tell me about it, Dean. So he should come to the ring with, like, a bottle of Jack Daniels or beer or whatever, and once he, to set up for it, he goes over and he drinks it, and then it's the drunk driver. <laughs> Simple but effective. I think that would catch on. <laughs> 
Well, there you go. So, uh, yeah, I thought this was pretty good, but like I said, it was pretty short. Maybe some other people ran long in the beginning. It's kind of unfortunate that it was a little shorter, um, you know, but we got to see Devin Moore do some of his shit. We got to see Jordan Oliver do some of his, and we got to see Evercross do all that really mattered, which was a fucking big old driver on Jordan Oliver. It's like a hammerlock driver. Yeah, man. Yeah. He does like eight different kinds of drivers, and now nine, thanks to you, uh, uh, yeah. Dean. So, um, I didn't see this match. So, is it just drivers in general or pile drivers? Pile drivers, yeah. Okay, you know, uh, but he does various kinds of pile drivers, and you know, yeah, I do, I do that as well. I highly recommend seeing his match versus Alex Cologne from the like the heavyweight championship, um, when he was first crowned. Um, he hit Alex with about six different kinds of pile drivers off various heights. So um, there was a top rope one, there was a second rope one, there was like standing one, barbed wire. Puerto Rican stabber. He He did not. In fact, we didn't see that, unfortunately. But it's a. Which is uh, one of a move that we named for Alex Cologne. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it was it was good stuff. And you know, I think I think that a big part of tonight going forward was establishing Evercross as a main eventer there, and also as a babyface champion because he's been a heel up until tonight. You know, he kind of sort of turned face, but I mean, I know I said that everybody's face, and that's kind of the way it is there. But you know, when you're up against a guy like Jordan Oliver and stuff like that, you gotta you know have that heel face dynamic because he's such a piece of shit. Jordan Oliver is so. Um, it really worked well to kind of establish him as this babyface champion, and I'm interested to see who will be the next challenger for him. Um, but uh, anyway, so it was a spectacular night. Dean, what did you think of your first experience at Unsanctioned Pro? I liked it a lot. It was just good to get out with you guys again also because it was a lot of fun. Aww. Plus, you saw a monkey from space, you yeah. know? I mean, space monkey. Like, who is your? Who is the person you saw tonight that you were most looking forward to see as far as wrestler-wise? Besides Aaron. Cool, right? Yeah. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Awesome. John, what did you think about tonight's Unsanctioned Pro uh, show? How does it stack up? Did you have fun? What was the, what was the night all about for you? Um, it was good to see a lot of different tag teams and different styles of tag team matches. Uh, as far as, like, ranking them, uh, I think the first one's always going to have the hype around it that I went to, uh, which I don't even think it was the first round of the heavyweight title tournament. Like UP4 or UP3 maybe. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but I enjoyed it. It was, good. it was a good time. It was a little long, but it was a good time. Yeah, I think they could have done with at least like one less match. You know, crowd started to get tired towards the end. Makes the main event suffer a little bit when that happens. But, you know, these things happen. Uh, so, uh, Clean White Green, tell me all about it. What did you think? Are, are you glad you came? And I know we are glad that you came. And what did you think? Oh, I'm absolutely happy that I, I was able to make this trip. And uh, I really appreciate you guys bringing me along with it. Um, Unsanctioned Pro is, I mean, it's insane in the ring. It's insane out of the ring. The environment is, I mean, I don't, I don't think I've ever experienced anything environment-wise, like Unsanctioned Pro had, like, everybody was just, it's like if you took this pockets of anybody who wanted to be a wrestling show from multiple shows and put them into one, and everybody was there for just the overall enjoyment and to have a good time, and it's just, I mean, I don't think there's anything that's really matched it before. It's awesome. Aaron, what did you think of your first time at Unsanctioned Pro? And like I said, I'm glad to hear that you'll be back. But what did you think about all this? Oh, man, I had a, I had a blast. I mean, it was, it was great as a wrestler. 
Um, you want to be in front of a, a rowdy bunch of fans that want to be there and want to have a good time, and, and that is absolutely what it was. And I, I had people coming up to me at intermission just to be like, dude, we're really excited you're here. Can't wait for your match, which is a rarity. You don't really get that kind of stuff that much. And, uh it's it is it's just a fantastic crowd and a fantastic environment. Uh, and like I said, it's just it's awesome, man. It's great times. Great. Well, I'm glad to hear you'll be back. Like I said, um, anybody else got any other thoughts we need to share? Yeah. How did you feel this show stacked what? up? What? You didn't, nobody ever cares what I think. Um, I asked, I'm making a tradition. I asked the other day. Too. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, I thought it was a great show. Um, you know, it's definitely up there. I really got that good feeling of you know many many times tonight that I kind of only get that feeling in unsanctioned pro it's got a unique kind of thing to it um i really truly the more i go up there the more i believe that it's a very special place it's different than many others and uh in order to experience that you got to go so i'm really hoping if you're out there listening to this that you're going to be at the next unsanctioned pro show and uh hopefully we'll see you there um, you know, you guys can follow our show on Twitter at the Road Home FW. You can follow Aaron Williams at uh, Planet Williams One. You can follow Mike Green at Clean Mike Green on Twitter. Know him and love him. That's who he is. And uh, Dean's not on Twitter really, but uh, you know, you can follow you know John at jhat 5 right? So that's it. All right, thank you guys so much for listening. You're welcome. Adios. Yeah.